What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Last Resort Edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Whew. Put the kids to bed. Pour a glass of wine. <laughs> this is Married to Reality after dark. <laughs> yeah, this was a wild episode. Like, they, they are not holding back on anything. I think I need therapy after this episode. <laughs> Does anyone have Dr. Petey's number? Because send her this way. I need a, I need someone to talk to. Dr. Petey or Dr. Reba? I think, we, I think we're fine without Dr. Reba, but <laughs> I'll take a Petey. I'll take a Prendergast. I'll tell you what, the experts are highly involved. I like it. I know. Straight you, to the point. I Straight know. to the point. Well, yes. Yeah. They, uh, they're not disappointing. I will say that. And, and they can't because I think they're building a whole, I'll, I'll call it a spinoff around the experts. Not to plug another pod, but why not? They have the last resort sessions where the, I haven't listened to a single episode. I can't get myself to do it. But the three of them talk about the episodes. Oh, I didn't know that. I, what do you, sometimes I feel like you don't listen to me. You the wonder, three experts have their pillow talk? Eh, it's a pod, it's a pod talk. Oh, it's, it's I pod. didn't know. Teresa. <laughs> yes. You did not tell me. I told you and all of our friends when I did a, by the way. I don't think so. I think you were talking about... Maybe we do need therapy, Teresa, because clearly our communication is not as good as I thought it was. Jesus. You know what you say on the pod you cannot take back? I know. Well, apparently you don't even hear half the things I say in the pod, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you didn't say that. Oh, you my God. People... You, you said that TLC is trying to have a podcast, but it's not successful. I said that about their 90-day OG podcast. Yeah. And then I said they have a new one with the experts from The Last Resort talking about each episode of The Last Resort. Yeah, I did. I probably dismissed uh, it. Guys, call <laughs> in and give her shit, please, because all you guys heard me say it. I know you guys did, because uh, you guys listen. Guys, call in, because I'm not 100% sure that he said it. I'll pull up the episode. Pull the episode? If we had a producer... <laughs> or any extra time in our day, I would find the clip and I would put it right here. I got another piece of info I'm, I'm not sure that you know about. All right. You wanna, Is it a second bite away? No, it's part of this one. Ooh. Okay. In addition to the show, Teresa, there's going to be a weekly companion podcast that goes along with it. What? 90 Day The Last Resort Sessions. Why? Because eh, they're trying to make Who's money. Who's going to do the pot? That's a great question. Not us, because we weren't asked. Although we should have been. <laughs> told you. <laughs> I told you. That's where hopefully you will have heard me say <laughs> that there's a podcast with the You're experts. You're not going to do that. <laughs> we'll find out. We Are you? I hope so. I hope I can find it. No. Otherwise, this whole gag is going to be for naught. But yes. Well, I want our friends to tell us. No. Why Why am I going to make our friends do work? I'm going to prove to you once and for all that I did it and that you don't listen to me. All right. You do you. All right. Anyways. It's like you you don't have enough on your plate already. Well, I'm going to find time because I think this is important <laughs> to prove a point. You do you. You all do right. you, John. All right. That's my homework is to do me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buckle up, folks. There's a lot to talk about this episode. It's uh, woo. Yeah, there was, I don't know if you noticed, there was a warning screen before this Ooh, episode. I did not. And I was like, is that always there? Do I just not pay attention in, until the show starts? But I think it's because the subject matter of this particular episode was so sexual. That yeah, explicit is the explicit. word. Explicit. Look at who's the English speaker on this uh -huh, podcast. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was extra explicit. And there were some scenes, and we'll get to them. Borderline pornographic. And yeah. I'm no prude over here, all right? I'm no prude at all. But some things I don't need to see at 9 p.m. on whatever day the show comes out. Well, not even that. 
if it was porn, I'm like, at least you have these porn actors that you would find and you would want to watch. Mm-hmm. No one needs to see small ad trying to masturbate. Yeah. Or Angela. Yeah. Or Azuelo. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more of the Angela. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, woo. We'll get into it all. But first, real quick, a little business. We're on Patreon. We're on Supercast. We're covering the other way over there. We're loving that season. If you guys want to hear our thoughts and all a lot more. A lot more. Join us on the Patreon or Supercast starting at the Cousins Club level for the audio only and the Family Affair level for the audio, the video, and a monthly bonus. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Reality or MarriedToReality.Supercast.com. Yes, guys. Check it out. It's fun. I think so. I think so, too. Also, we're on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. That's where you can call in and say, well, for once, John was right, Teresa. I'm sorry to say, and they're always going to apologize. Our friends always apologize. Sorry, Teresa. John was right. Well, let's see. You guys can also call in on the Patreon. Yeah, call on the Patreon yeah. direct line over there. Yeah, we're chatting Special there. Special number. We're chatting there. We're chatting on Instagram. If you really think that John is right... Just tell us. I'll be okay with it. Like, I'll it make in. peace. I'm going to plug it in. I just need to remind myself to plug it in. I hope you forget. All right. We'll see. <laughs> Either I will prove that I'm right or our friends will. Please, friends, come through. Um, okay. So that's Instagram. Also, make sure you're just following along wherever you're listening right now. If it's on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you follow the podcast. No matter what we drop, when we drop it, it'll come right to your device so easy to do just look down smash that follow button guys smash it like it is hard is this freaking explicit episode <laughs> because yeah. doctor or therapist reba you brought it i was sweating very, oh yeah very hot all right so smash like it's as hot as that and last but not least if you haven't left a review please do if you just want to write John was right. Five stars. That's fine. You can, <laughs> you can do that, too. We won't tell you what to say, though. But if you do write something and leave five stars, we'll read it on the Monday podcast. You can also write John was wrong. Five stars. <laughs> yeah, that would apply to most episodes. <laughs> but for this one, it would be uh, John is right. Five stars. Uh, sorry, Teresa. You could say that. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. If it's true. <laughs> That's the business. Let's do it. Let's get into it. I'm reluctant to talk about this episode. I don't know where it's going to go, but we got to do it. It's The Last Resort, Season 1, Episode 4. And let's start a little PG. I was going to say, let's stretch. Let's stretch before the run. Let's ease into this. Yeah. So we see Jovi and Yara doing some yoga on the patio, the beach. It's like a beach patio, isn't it? It's like a dock, I think. That's what it's called, yeah. Sure. Uh, beautiful setting, whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous setting. I'm like, if we ever do a beach vacation, which we never, but if we do and we go to a resort, we will do a yoga on the beach. I don't think we will, but... Actually, we're going to a beach vacation in two months. We will do a yoga on the beach. With the family? There is a dog behind the house. You and I will get on the dog. I have the yoga app. We're going to whip it out. We're going to do a quick 10-minute yoga to prepare for the day with the parents. I don't think we're going to do that, but (laughs) you can try. Really? You would not? No. What if it's like a boozy yoga? Maybe. Okay. All right. Look look, look who's talking now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, Okay. So speaking of booze. Joby has finally calmed down a little bit. He's apologizing for that debacle he and Angela found themselves oh, in. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm happy that they're on good terms again, but I don't know. And maybe Joby's a bigger man than I am. I don't know that I'd be so quick to forget the words that were thrown around just a night before. Divorce, rehab. I don't think a little morning yoga would make me forget those so quickly. Well... They chat after, and Yara basically says, well, we need to talk more. We need to talk about things. We need to talk about the babies, which is very true. Not just the babies, like all her other decisions she made by herself, right? And Jovi's like, well, so when? When can he? we have the second mm-hmm. baby? And Yara says, well, I want Myla to be at least four. Then let's discuss. And if I was Jovi, I would be like, okay. Now we have a timeline. Thank you. She didn't say Myla, but she did say my, 
which is something I've called out before. I still don't like it. It may be the language barrier, just like boombox. But she said <laughs> to the question, when are we going to have a second baby? She said, at minimum, when my child is four years old. Yeah. Oh. It's our child. Oh. Okay. Okay. It may be your decision. It's our child. And I, I know she's used that terminology before and we can say it's the language and I hope it's the language, but that's like one of the first things you learn, I feel like, is possession. My, our, I, you, we, us. You I, would never say that. I wouldn't because we have this relationship where we acknowledge each other, right? But I was going to say, I Cannot recall my parents ever referring to me as our child. My mom would be like, oh, my child. My dad would be my child. They don't refer to right, them. because they're not talking to each other when they say they're talking to your teacher. They're talking to your friend's parent. I guess. If they're talking to each other. And then, okay, sometimes my parents do that. My dad will be like. My son, to my mom, my son is not because he's trying to make a point that in this moment, like my son is not going to watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> He'd wrong. be wrong. But that's, I think, when it's used. But when you're talking about, oh, when's our next child going to come? Well, when my child is four years old, it's like, it's your, it's both your child. I'll, I'm not going to give her shit for this because I don't think she's aware of it. I don't think she says it on purpose in like a malicious way. Okay. I think it is the language better and she's just translating this in her head. Like, I don't think she means to take a jab at Jovi and be like, yeah, this is my kid. Like, I, I run the show. And I actually completely agree with you. Okay. And I don't believe it's coming from a place of malice, but words still matter. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of intent. I think intent is so important and the intent here may not to be possessive. Oh, this is my child. But the the way she says it still could chip away and hurt his ego mm. even unintentionally. And that's why I think it's important that maybe she does become aware of it and does act more as a family as opposed to Yara because mm. a lot of the things she does is Yara-centric. I want to live in Europe. I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to have a child when my child is four. Like, all right, let's maybe just be cautious or cognizant of what we're saying and how it may affect someone. I agree. I agree. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> so they, they basically discuss, yes, let's, let's see maybe when she's four then we can revisit this. And then Yara says, I love you, Jovi, but I'll be taking the birth control for now. And when I'm ready, we'll talk. Which I think is fine. Yeah, absolutely. You both need to be ready. If one of you isn't, I know it sucks. And my, it might hurt your feelings or whatever, but you cannot have a kid when one of you isn't ready because yeah. it's not going to end up well. Yeah, and, and I'm completely on Yara's side when she says, I'm going to take birth control until I'm ready. It's like, that's great. That, oh, yeah. is, that is your choice. And I'm glad you told Jovi yeah. what your plan is. The only shitty thing about this is that they should have had this exact conversation before she started taking the birth control. 100%. 100%. But as some say, better late than never. Yeah. So they seem to be on good terms again. Yes. Well, right. <laughs> since they're on the good terms, let's all do some group, <sighs> not group sex, but group sesh. That maybe group I would. <laughs> sex sesh. Oh God. <laughs> group sex may be next week's homework. <laughs> let's see how things, the Dr. Petey might just throw her hands up and say, you know what? Just fuck each other. She's DP, <laughs> dirty P, dirty PD. Okay. So all the couples arrive to like a dining hall at Everyone the resort. Everyone but Angela and Michael, because they're going to have their private long distance sesh. And this to me, outrageous, Teresa, that Angela and Michael can't participate in this, but they tried to have Angela participate in a relay race. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you guys are long distance, so we're going to do a private session. It's like Michael could have participated from Michael could ask his dirty questions from an iPad. True. He cannot participate 
in a relay race, but you had Angela do that for some reason. Yeah, that's a great point. I did not think of that. I am glad. I don't know who I need to thank or who I need to write <laughs> into to thank them because Big Ed and Angela together in this would have oh. been too much. For you my mean small Ed? Small Ed and Angela would have been too much for my stomach to handle. So I am glad they separated them and maybe that is why they did. But the whole reason of like, well, Michael's long distance. Reva's entire presentation was on a TV. Well, they have a little different issues to tackle being yeah. long distance. So, okay, everyone but Michael and Angela arrive to this dining hall. Asuelu looking like Lady Liberty. I think he made it out of a palm tree because <laughs> he's like, this is like home. I think he probably went to arts and crafts with his kids in the morning before the session. And that's what they all made. I think Kalani just dropped him off at arts and crafts while she was <laughs> playing with the kids. True. Yeah, the camp. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could totally see Asuelo yeah. being there. So everyone arrives and we meet a positive sex educator, Reba. Before we meet Reba, I just want to call out that for one, yes, Asuelo. Don't know what that is. Two, Ed and Liz can't even agree on where to sit. Oh, I think she's just being, she's just being so mad at him that she wouldn't agree on anything. Yeah. So when Ed is like, "Oh, let's sit here," she's like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here." Yeah. I don't think she cared. I just think she did not want to agree with him. Yeah, not a good start. And then Molly rocking yet another horrendous pair of sunglasses. I am glad she sells bras and not eyewear. <laughs> That's a great She point. might need a new pair of eyewear because whatever she's picking out looks atrocious. I, I don't even know where you buy that. Like I sometimes search for sunnies on Amazon because I keep losing sunglasses. Yeah. That's why I don't go over $15, right? And whenever I search, I usually find normal sunglasses. Like here and there you see something wild, but yeah. I never see anything like her and Angela wear. So where do you even buy it or what do you search? Crazy sunnies? Those are the sunglasses you get one of two places. You either get them at five below. I don't know what that is. They're like dollar store sunglasses. Okay. Or they're $700. They're either 99 cents or they're 700. Those I think are they're 99 cents. Yeah, those are not $80 sunglasses. Those are not $99. Those are a dollar or a thousand dollars. That's a great point. Speaking of uh, speaking of a dollar store, were you the one who showed me the photo of the alligator waiting outside of oh, one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like several days ago in Louisiana. Classic. Shout out to Jovi. <laughs> Just a gator waiting to get get some good deals. Sink his teeth into some good deals. Yeah, shout Classic. out to that. They love shopping. Yeah. All right. So this is the sex and intimacy session with... Reba Corinne Thomas, a, yes. a pleasure positive sex educator. Yes. So her goal is to teach everyone how to please their partners so it can further intimacy and connection. Yes, because being intimate emotionally and sexually goes hand in hand. Yeah. You can't really have one successful without the other. I agree. Um, before we get into this, I just want to say Ed needs, a, he needs a new writer. All of his jokes are just falling flat. This We're four episodes in, and every single joke is worse than the last. Uh, I have a question. Uh, where do babies come from? But he's like, there's the thing. Okay. Some people are naturally funny. You are welcome, everyone. And some people <laughs> are... And some people are naturally humble. <laughs> Thank me later. And some people are just morons like Ed. They, who, who think they're funny, but they're not. Like, he is not funny. He's annoying. And uh, uh, the more he tries to be funny, the more annoying and small he gets. And it's really getting to me. And I guess it's because I haven't been exposed to him in a while. He's just, uh, I'm telling you, you just want to hit him with like a plastic bed on his head. So he like goes down the ground. Do you know? Yeah, whack-a-mole. Yeah. Do you know... The number one rule in comedy. I mean, I don't, but I'm guessing what the number one rule in comedy is. You have to always have your minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very inside. If you guys don't watch Kill Tony, oh, okay. it's very inside. No. I'll give you one more chance. The number one rule in comedy. Don't try to be funny. Okay. I mean, that that's authenticity is important. Timing is everything. That, I would say, is the number one rule in comedy. Timing is everything. Ed just has 
very poor timing. Like these jokes, you're here to learn. You're here to connect. You're here to grow. You're here to be serious for a second. And the minute you sit down, you're trying to crack jokes, not the time or the place. And I think that's a big part of the reason they're falling flat. And I think he does it because I believe he is constantly uncomfortable with himself because he's a moron and he knows it. And I think he exaggerates that personality to create this persona of him being an asshole, but masking it by all these stupid jokes. It's completely a defense mechanism. And, And he admits to it, which I always find that makes it worse. If you're aware of the problem, well, do something. Don't, it's worse to be like, yeah, I know I'm an asshole, but it's, it's because I'm uncomfortable. Okay, well, that doesn't make it right. Just because you know why you're doing it doesn't make it right to do. Yeah, just be quiet. Sometimes yeah. silence is better than speaking up. Silence is golden. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Reba passes around this bucket where they can write questions and comments anonymously that they're going to get to later. But first, she has a question for everyone. Raise your hand if you had sex ed in school. Yar did not. I didn't either. I guess it's a European thing. Is Wait, we didn't have a sex ad, but they came to our class when I was in like sixth, seventh grade. They gave us condoms and bananas, so we did. See, I never think I got that. I have this distinct memory, though, of walking into my parents' kitchen and seeing my dad and my sister putting a condom on a banana. No. I don't know if that's... Reality or Rachel Colin. <laughs> Rachel Colin. Um I I recall that. I hope not. But I don't I I had health class. I had this is a penis, this is sperm, eggs, but I don't a health class. We we learned it in biology. Okay. But I don't know that I had quote unquote sex at but also what would you teach? I guess it's it is it's more health and biology than it is like here's how you find the G spot when you're in sixth grade. No, it wasn't that. Our was like one and done. They came, they showed showed us how to put a condom on. They gave us bananas that we also could snack on afterwards, <laughs> and they gave worse. us a lot of condoms. And you could see you knew what day it was because they were freaking inflated condoms flying all over the school because that's all we did. We blew them like balloons and we were just playing around with them. How old were you? What what grade? Sixth or seventh. Grade. Yeah. Okay. You were a teenager or... I was like 12. Yeah, that's probably... Seems young, but... It yeah, seems I was, young for it then. It was definitely before I had sex. So yeah. well, that's why everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, can we eat the bananas after? <laughs> it seems young for then. Unfortunately, I, it probably seems right for now. Like, I feel like we're sexualizing so much at a younger age because of Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff that I was so innocent when I was 12 years old. Oh, me too. But now you see these teenagers, you're like, are you in college? Like, how old are you? All I was doing when I was 12, I was um, parading my dog in these uh, mixed dogs dog shows and I was just winning left and right. Yeah, that was your doggy style. (laughs) That was my doggy style. My dog Ida was a winner. I was a mixed, (laughs) mixed winner. Yeah. Okay. So they go around. Asuelo, I loved because Asuelo was like, yeah, we have like maybe like a science class, but I didn't take that course. Well, small ad being small ad. Before we even start, he has another wannabe jokes. And he basically says, well, look at that cucumber. That would fit in Jovi's mouth. Look at that big mouth, right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of like, are you, you're sexualizing the cucumber as a penis, putting it in Jovi's mouth, which is kind of ridiculous. uh, I didn't even go there. And Jovi is like rolling his eyes. Like, yeah, give me the cucumber so I can hit you with it. And I was expecting Ed to freak out, but he didn't. And yeah. I feel like he missed the comment. Jovi wants to play whack-a-mole in real life. We all do. We <laughs> all do. Yeah. The the thing that I wrote down was when Ed just, he's supposed to put his questions in the bucket. He did not. He just shouted out. So the lip of a circumcision, does that create stimulation for a woman? Apparently that's a good question. 
Because Reba was like, well, wow, okay, very astute. Uh, well, for once, it sounded like a smart question to ask. Not like, where do babies come from? Or let's shove the cucumber into Jovi's mouth. I guess, in comparison to those. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a good question. And Reba's like, let's uh, show of hands. Any circumcised folks in the house? Hold them up. real. Hold them up real high so we can see. And Jovi was like, guys, like some of you saw Ed last night. Tell us what's going on over there. <laughs> and he like laughs at it. I'm like, dude, you are at couples retreat trying to work on your relationship. And you're laughing at the fact that you went naked in a jacuzzi showing uh, your junk to Angela and co. <sighs> yeah. Um, but Kalani quickly diverts from that and goes, Asuelo has a good circumcision story. Tell, tell your story, Asuelu. Oh, my gosh. I was not prepared for this. Well, the shocking part about this story that you can tell our friends, because I was just shocked. Yeah, was there, was the a, there was a good portion of this segment where Teresa just stopped typing, <laughs> and her mouth was just, like, slightly agape. And I was like, I'm not even... Sometimes I'd be like, Teresa, are you watching? Like, because I, I want to make sure she's capturing everything. I was like... I'm just going to let her be. I know it. I know it. She's processing. I'm just going to let her be. Well, this was this was one of it because I was processing what he was saying. But then he ended it with, oh, and I was 15. All right. Well, holy shit. Spoiler, Tell our friends. Spoiler alert. Tell our friends. Uh, you know how I said the number one rule of comedy is timing. The number two is don't put the punchline before the setup. Well, th I don't think this is a ha-ha joke. I think this is like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to make it real quick because it's uncomfortable to talk about. But apparently in Samoa, I don't even know if I should, I don't even know if it's as broad as Samoa, but in Asuelu's family, um, after you're circumcised, you go to the ocean, you sit down in the salt water, and you allow the fish to come up and nibble on your penis what type of a fish i don't know but it reminds me of sometimes i feel like there are those pedicures oh, where the yeah. fish come and yeah. eat the dead skin so that's what i envision here mm. but so we're all going oh wow okay maybe this is in conjunction with a baptism where you're in the water and the fish are snacking on your penis no because Kalani is like tell him how old you are Tell my old. <laughs> 15. That's like at 15, you can start banging. Yeah. Yeah, you could have sex with humans, not fish. It's out of control. They should have just saved it like it and let it dry like it <laughs> meet the parents. No, meet, meet the fuckers. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> didn't they didn't he save the, um, oh, the, the, the <laughs> yeah, skin yeah, 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 yeah. and then it kind of like it, it, it put it in the, somewhere in the air yeah, yeah, yeah. meet the fuckers yeah. great yeah. movie so Reba's like I think we're just gonna go to the bucket I think we're gonna go to the bucket now and pulls out the first question how do I make my dick big <laughs> um, I think we know who wrote that one down how do I make myself last Asuela goes oh that's me that one was me and you can see Reba just like, oh, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. And she starts to get real therapisty on these not therapy questions. Well, with all seriousness, it's not funny. The topic of sex education is not funny. What they're talking about is not funny. They should get down to business and figure this out for the for their own sake because all these people have issues, right? The fact that a room full of grown-ups starting from late 20s to freaking late 50s cannot hold the laugh and they just laugh at everything, asking dumb questions, that's kind of ridiculous. And I'm not saying let's not laugh at all. There are situations like Asuelo's circumcision story. Sure, I would probably <laughs> laugh too. But... It's not funny. And them making these stupid jokes or ad or as well, it's like, take it seriously because you all can learn something. Sure. Sure. Uh, what I learned is not all people with vaginas want a big dick. That's very true. That's what Reva said. Very true. Yeah. I just love how she, this is where she got real therapist -y and was like, well, there's like a secondary emotion. That's a, 
there's a secondary emotion behind wanting a big dick. I would ask, I would ask myself, why do I want a big dick? And just the way she was saying it, I was like, this is wild. A friend of mine that you actually know once broke up with a guy because his penis was too big. I know. I think I know that friend. I don't think I've ever told you this story. I think you did. Is it a friend that lived in New York? It's a, oh, that's a different one. It's a friend that lived in the U.S. and then worked for the Emirates. Oh. Yeah, she lived in D.C. Oh, wow. She was no pair too. And she dated this guy. She was like, I can't take that huge penis. She's like, it literally hurts. We can't have sex. And all he wants to do is to have sex. She's like, I can't take it. Yeah, and no, she broke up with him. I get it. And, and Reba gets to it a little bit here because they start talking about prostate stimulation. Oh, that's a whole other thing I'm going to try. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, but because the question was, well, how, how can you still be aroused? How can I keep my partner aroused when they need to take multiple breaks? And Reba's like, okay, well, prostate stimulation. And she's like, let's actually go to the diagram. And she like fires up her TV. And she's like, when you get an exam, the doctor puts on a lubricated glove and inserts a finger into the anus and some people get aroused and there's two ways to help your partner have a orgasm and, and one of them is through the prostate and apparently there's a faster recovery i didn't know that did you mm, i didn't know it in such great detail mm. but i mean should i bring the chicken gloves we have please don't Please don't. Guys, we call we call the surgical gloves the chicken gloves because I use them to prepare chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just an FYI. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is this was where the conversation where where the men could start to understand that, oh, maybe maybe a large member is not always welcome in to the party. Mm. Because like, yeah, I don't know if I would want that. But okay, apparently prostate stimulation uh you can recover faster from. So that's what Reba was saying. Maybe that could help you get back in the game a mm-hmm. little bit quicker. And then I, so I was like, all right, well, sometimes my penis is sore after sex. And Reba goes, well, if you're sore, you should use a lubricant. Oh. And I, so I was basically like, well, can I just like huck a loogie on my penis and then get back in the game? And Reba's like, lubricant. I swear, say it after me. Lubricant. <laughs> What's well, because of the pH in the vagina? Yes. Yeah. And then and Molly made a comment that was like, "Ew." She's like, "Yeah, if you do that, that vagina is gonna smell." I'm uh, like, "Ew." How do you know that? See, I turn, I tune that part out. Yeah, this whole thing was kind of like, I'm, I'm not a prude either, but talking about all these people's vaginas and penises is kind of like, ooh. Here's the thing: I'm not a prude. I don't think I am. But I'm not a prude when it comes to my sex life, our sex life. I mean, you don't want me to bring the chicken glove. Nope. <laughs> but I, there's, I just don't need to hear about everyone's sex life. That's where I'm just like, you know, that's that's your private life and we can keep it private. So let me ask you this. Do you talk to your guy friends about sex? No. Never. I mean, I'm, I'm probably in high school or college. But on high school, look at you, slut. Not mine. Not my <laughs> personal experience, but... I think you get old. I think you probably talk about it. This is this is probably reflecting back. Probably talk about it more when you don't care about the person. Mm. Once you like find your partner and you're like, oh, this is personal. This is intimate. This is between you and I. You probably don't talk about it because that's that's you. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it's just some some hoe, Teresa, Ooh. and some hoe, <laughs> you talk about it. All right. You know. Why do you guys? I mean, I feel like girls talk about it. Not now. I'm I'm too old for it. See what I'm saying? But when I was in high school, I guess high school. <laughs> Not about my experience. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, we definitely talked about it with when I was younger. But yeah, I've never had an adult relationship until I met you. And when I did meet you, I was what 25. And at that point, you're right. Like I didn't have a I didn't have the need to brag or talk about it with my friends because I, I, I didn't mean, I see talked the about, need. I talked about you. Well, yeah, of course. But, but talking about sex is like gossip. I'm not going to gossip about someone who I have real strong feelings for. Exactly. That's personal. That's private, I think. I agree. Look at us agreeing. Okay. 
So then Reba says, if you're willing, I'd like to go around. Now that we know who's circumcised and who's not, I'd like to go around and rate your sex with your partner, one to ten, and tell me why. So Asuelo, he's like ten. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think don't, that's go I ahead. I don't buy it because if he was ten, he wouldn't get a BJ on a vacation. I don't necessarily buy it either. I also think that's the only answer he feels like he can give because he needs to make Kalani feel as good as she can. Yes, but for Kalani, she doesn't want to answer. She's like, I'm going to opt out. Yes. Then we get to Kelly and Molly, and Kelly's just like, well, right now we're not having sex. Molly says, last time, it was an eight. Solid yeah, score. Yeah, not bad. And it was an eight for Kelly, too. Solid score. Yeah, apparently, it was pretty wild. And Kelly says, I still find her attractive. For Molly... She isn't sure. And I think I think attraction for her is more than the looks, which Yeah. I feel her. That's literally me. And once you lose some of it, it's hard. You can be hot, but it's not gonna do it. No, hot, physical, all of that, the visual is what initially attracts you to a person. Yeah. Of course, because you don't know the person. But then once you get to know the person, you could either be unattracted. To them because of their personality or other things you find out about them. Or you can become more attracted because of those things underneath the surface. And so, yeah, Molly was a little turned on by Kelly's position of power and and that man in uniform. But that's in the past. And so the attraction's a bit in the past. Yeah. And then we get to Ed and Liz. Small Ed is like, it's probably like five. Well, we started at an 11, which... Again, this is not authentic. This is like, I have to put on a show. Yeah. I have to put on this bravado. Oh, it's an 11. But over time, it's it's now probably a five. And Liz says, well, yeah, it, it was really great, but I'm not someone to stop and give you five to 10 minutes to catch your breath. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I can see that. Ed doesn't have the cardio to bang? Of like, course not. Look at him. I don't know. He then go to a fitness class, not a sex ed class. Well, we see the previews and he said he had a surgery and he's a couple of weeks ago. And Liz is like, no, that was a couple of months ago. Like you're good now. Like you just have excuses. Oh, I don't think that was a preview. That was this episode. Oh, really? I think that was this episode. I thought it was a preview. <laughs> I think it was this episode. But yeah, I, I can see him not being in shape. And, well, he is also significantly older than she is. True. So she has a little different libido than he does. True. True. Then we get to Jovi and Yara. Yara says, eight. I thought Jovi was going to be like, oh, ten. Why? Nine or ten. Because he's always wanting to bang. Well, but that's the issue. He says six because they don't bang enough. True. And Yara always wants something else before sex. Like she wants to connect. Do She wants some romantic gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Reba's like, okay, well, there are these such things as spontaneous desires, but maybe your partner's not having a spontaneous desire the same way you are. So instead of knock, knock, maybe it's more of a massage Yara to get mm-hmm. her in the mood. So, all right, that's a little bit of homework. And then Reba gives out more homework to Ed and Liz. Share your blueprints for pleasure and see what arousal feels like without penetration. Okay. Asuelo and Kalani, find out what your pleasure is and do it separately. Touch yourself and don't just choke your chicken like you always do, Asuelo. Explore it like it's a new alien thing. How do you take these notes? Me? We only watched it once. <laughs> I don't know. This stuck with me. Uh, Yara and Jovi, cuddle. No sex for you. Just cuddle. And Molly and Kelly, talk about what turns you on. Say, I turn myself on when and fill in the blank. And I turn myself off when and fill in the blank. Look at you just reciting the show. That's the homework there is, Okay. Okay, well, are we going to take a break? I think it's a good time to take I think I need to climb. I mean, I'm a little, woof, I'm a little (laughs) flushed over here. I'm sweating. So I think we should take a quick break. I'll tell you about our sponsors for this episode, okay? And when we come back, 
We'll do a private session. Okay, we'll do a private session. All right, we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. <laughs> Are you ready to do some long-distance sex sesh? No, I'm not. Well, we are. Do I have to? We have to. Petey didn't have to stay. Petey was like, here, uh, Angela, this is Reba. Reba, this is Angela. I'm out. Uh, for a good reason, because we are going to talk about how to pleasure ourselves long distance with Angela, Michael, and Reba. Yeah. So Reba's talking. Michael's on the iPad. Reba wants to know, how often do you guys see each other? Michael's on the iPad and on the TV. Oh, two mul- Michaels, multi-screen. Mm-hmm. All right, double the pleasure, double the fun. <laughs> so, okay, how often do you guys see each other? And Angela says, "Well, last year I went three times. We had sex every day, sex every day." And Ruby says, "If you could simulate that, would you?" And Angela would. I think we know that. I think we saw in a previous. Oh yeah. It's like pop that penis, pop that penis <laughs> for me, Michael. It's very, very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I'm glad they didn't flash back to that. But Angela would. Michael doesn't like to self-pleasure, he says. Yeah, he doesn't fancy it. He doesn't fancy masturbating. It's a, it's a, <laughs> I mean, there is fancy masturbating. I would, Michael, I would just say just do it old-fashioned. Don't get fancy with it. Do it old-fashioned. Okay. 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 This is what they're going to introduce <laughs> to this relationship is going to be fancy masturbating. But Ooh, and it's fun. It's I exciting. Keep it old school. But it's against his culture. It's against his religion. So he doesn't really like to do it. Well, Reba is going to whip out this Bluetooth vibrator uh-huh. that can be long distance. So all you need is for Angela to shove it up her vagina, vagina. and Michael downloads the app and <laughs> operates it long distance. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really masturbating because... It's two people, right? Yeah. So it's so maybe that's the loophole. It's like a sex stimulation. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little loophole for Michael. And so, yes, the Bluetooth vibrator. Yeah. And they make it for men, too. It's probably like a sock that he puts on and Angela can take care of the control, the vibrations. Yeah, I would not trust Angela. <laughs> <laughs> but Angela's loving this. She's like, this is amazing. This is my long distance penis. Angela's loving every minute of it. I was having flashbacks. Now, this is going to be the second time I mention my dad and sex on this podcast. I was having flashbacks of having to help my parents set up, like, the TV. You have to say, John, come here. How do we set up this Wi-Fi router? Like, you got to help them set up the router. So I was just watching Angela, who's getting up there in age, right? Okay. Or at least she looks like she is. And I was like, this is just one other thing I'd have to teach my parents how to connect. <laughs> well, John, how do I set up this Bluetooth vibrator? <laughs> Can you come here? I can't figure it out. Your, your mom is saying it's not working. Well, Reba helped. Yeah. Michael's connected. And Angela's like, okay, I'm out, I'm out of here. Michael's I'm out of here. Lo- Michael, it was like a video game for Michael. He was mm-hmm. having the time of his life. If nothing else, it made them laugh. They were having fun in this yeah. session. It was good for them. And they both say, this is great. Like, thank you, Reba. It brought us back to the humble beginnings when we just had fun. Thank you, Reba. Now get the hell out of this room. <laughs> and she sure does. So then we get Kalani and Asuelo in their room with the kids. Yeah, this was a little... Please say it. Cringy. Right? Right? Colin, if you guys are like, no, it's perfectly fine. But they were talking about... The class, talking about masturbating, talking about sex, while they were, like, combing their kids' hair before bed. I mean, they they didn't really say anything. They were saying, oh, kids, we got to do this homework, right? And when Azula wanted to say sex, he spelled it out. That's fine. He was, he was acting like they were talking about dinner in front of their dog. They're like, oh, is it time for D-I-N-N-E-R? Like, they don't want the dog. It was like... <laughs> No, it's it's wrong. You know it's wrong. That's why you're spelling out S-E-X. Just put the kids to bed and then go do what you got to do. Sure. It wasn't horrible. It was fine because they used code words and kids were like, oh, I hate homework. And Kalani's like, yeah, I'm going to like this one. <laughs> I'm going to ace this. I'm going to ace this It was assignment. much better than what comes next, which is 
absolutely not knowing about the Nest camera. Oh, we'll get to that. Before then, we see Liz and Small Ed hanging out in their room. And Ed's like, I got a lot out of this class. And Liz was said, I was rolling my eyes the whole time. You couldn't be serious. You made everything a joke. And Ed goes, I'm just looking for a laugh. I just, the minute it gets serious or nervous, I go funny. This is where I go, you know what you're doing. You know mm. it's wrong. Try not to do it. He right? doesn't go funny. He goes idiot. That's what he thinks is funny, though. He's got a different sense of humor than you and I. But he knows it's inappropriate. So that's the first step in preventing it from happening again. Yeah. And then they started talking about what if something happened to them, right? How would they feel? And you can see how selfish small Ed is because in his example, he's like, if something happened to you and he pauses and he's like, or me. Yeah. Like he can't even put himself in that situation. He puts her. Yeah. I I don't see anything necessarily wrong with that. I think that's almost saying that's almost he's trying to prove how much he loves her. No, 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 no. She started. She goes like, if something if something happened to me tomorrow, I would feel bad that I never got to express certain things and mm-hmm. I never get to show you that you, I have your back yeah. and he follows him with, well, if something happened to you tomorrow and he pauses or me, huh. you know what I'm saying? Like she puts it on her and he puts it on her. Got it. Well, I was looking at it from the perspective of, oh, I couldn't go on without you. Like if I lost you, my world would not be the same. So if something happened to you, I'd be devastated. That's how I perceive it when someone says something like that. I guess maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe he is being selfish in the way he's... He's, al- he's always being selfish. He is. That's the problem. He is, but he says he's going to work on himself. I'm going to work on being oh, serious. I'm not going to I'm not going to always try wanna, to joke. I want to see that. I do too. Yeah, but Liz kind of turns it around and says, you know, I I need to have your back more. I, I feel bad. And she starts crying. Yeah, she got very emotional. Yeah, and I was like... Liz, dude, just pack and go, pack and go, California. Forget about our cancer, just pack and go. Yeah, she's got Stockholm Syndrome. She can't get away from her captor. This is all she knows. Also, it's not. She, I don't know if she was married before, but she had a serious partner. She has a kid. Yeah, I don't mean it like that, but this is a new life for her. She was a waitress at a restaurant in San Diego, and in walks Small Ed and changes her life forever. For better or for worse, she's swept up into this Hollywood glitz and glam, TV lifestyle, celebrity, influencer, followers. This is new for her, and maybe she doesn't love Ed as much as she loves this newfound fame, and she doesn't want to give that up, so she's putting up with this, for lack of a better term, abuse because of everything it comes with. I don't agree because... You don't see her being super active on social media or anything. I don't know if we follow her. I don't know. I don't think we do. But you don't see a lot of news about her. I I don't know. She's just not there. And she could be. She could be going live and do all kinds of things and people would be talking about her. I know she did. I don't hear it. I know she did a year or two ago back when all that shit was coming out. She went live. She went on blog. She did IGs. And she got everyone's support. And then people kind of started judging her when she kept going back to Ed. And even now, after he asked her for the ring bag and then flew to San Diego or Boston, whatever, after the last oh, devil, yeah. left her in New York, she still came back to him. Yeah. We only see what we see. Maybe there's love there. Maybe there's something deep down. I don't know. There is I, something. I don't, I, I don't think it's love, but there is something. There's something. Ed says he's going to work on himself. He's going to work on the relationship. He's going to try to be more serious. Let's see. Let's see. Then we get to Jovi and Yara's room, rocking those hotel robes. They're just trying to cuddle. 
Yar was not trying to cuddle. Yar did not want to do more than cuddle, but she wanted to tease. Oh, Joe, yeah. Right? She was cheating on the homework. Oh, she yeah. She had a face full of makeup. Oh, trying yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, just try to cuddle me, Jovi. Why don't you just try to cuddle? And Jovi was like trying to kiss and make out. And she's like, no, no. It's like, <laughs> that's that's not cool either. Like, do the assignment properly. Yeah. They're having fun with it, so it's fun. Then we get a very, very luckily brief moment of Angela oh. having that vibrator in her vagina and Michael's my coochie, going Michael, at it. Michael, got a lot of my coochie. <laughs> if, and, and this is where I say, if this was real, this is borderline pornographic. It if is she, real. If she had a vibrator in her of coochie. Of course she does. If she had a vibrator in her coochie and Michael was just revving that thing to 100 this is porn. She did. People would pay for that. I like, promise you. This it, is OnlyFans. It's, it, she did. It's Angela. She definitely did. I think this was the main reason for that warning screen, that parental Probably. advisory at the top of the show, because this is next level. This is different than like, okay, I'm going to walk in the bathroom and shut the door. Well, I think it was that. And then Asuelu humping the wall okay. and the bed. Okay. <laughs> We can't just brush over that, Teresa. I'm not. I just introduced it. We see Asuelu in his room alone, nest cam, and he's doing his homework. He's also doing the wall and he's doing <laughs> his bed. And it's comical at first, but as a guy, and maybe you can speak from a woman's perspective, I'm finding cause for concern because this is what children do. Like it's a subconscious thing you do as a boy where you, st- you, oh, you dry you start, hump the bed. You start humping things because it feels, because it feels, <laughs> really? it feels good. I thought it was dogs. You don't, it's, we're all animals, Teresa. All right. But you do it. It feels good. You don't even know it's a sexual thing. You're young and you're just doing it. He's still doing it at however old he is. This is how he gets off. He rubs himself against a wall or a bed. (laughs) And did you see they blurred out his crotch? Yeah. Like he was erect. He was coming through. (laughs) Well, here's what I think he didn't know. Good thing there wasn't a fish tank in that room. Why? Uh. It was a callback, (laughs) Teresa. It was a callback (laughs) to the circumcision. Well, I don't think he is aware of the nest cam. I don't think he, I truly don't think he is. That's unreal. If he's not, because I'm sure they signed, they had to have signed. Oh, hey, yeah. there's going to be cameras, oh, cameras in your yeah, room. Because, yeah. He probably didn't read. He's like signing it. That's ridiculous. This footage was insane. Yeah. And that's why like, you could tell when Small Ed and Liz were about to do the homework. He is, you can see him looking into the nest camera and they're kind of like, like they're mm. very much aware of it. Mm. Right. And then when it comes to stuff like this, like I don't think Yara was thinking about it when she was fighting with Jovi because no. it's, um, you know, but I don't think Aswell is aware of it. No, he was in his own world. Oh, yeah. That was out of control. Out of control. That was out of control. Um, OK. And then finally a new day like this. This was a day when. You wake up, like, I had to go to sleep. I needed to go to sleep after. This was a long day. I don't think it was a new day. I think it was the same night. No, it was, like, light out, and then it got dark. Really? Maybe it was the same. I think it was, I think everyone went to talk about the homework, and Kelly and Molly went to have a private session with Dr. Jason because they're just okay. not doing well. well. I feel like I needed it to be a new day. I needed to be cleansed from all the sex No, I don't think it was a new and, day. I'm so right. sorry. Well, whatever it was, it's it's Kelly and Molly and Dr. Jason having a private session and he brings up the sex class. Yeah, and I think that's why because they just cannot, with their current state of the relationship, they cannot just sit down and have a conversation about what turns you on, right? Mm-hmm. They needed help. And here comes Dr. Jason and he kind of brings up well, Molly. What attracts you to Kelly? Like, and she's like, well, I was attracted to him before because he was a cop. He had a mission. He had a thing. He he had things to do. He had a uniform. And And now she's like, well, and ask him, well, what are you up to? He's like, absolutely nothing. 
And she said that's not a turn on. Yeah, well, Kelly's like, she's not telling the whole truth. I changed my world for her. This is this is my life now. We're not even communicating. And so Dr. Jason says, Molly, can you validate him? Give Kelly something to work on. Give something for him to work with. And she says, he has no respect for me as a mother or as a business owner. I've begged for him to come and be with me. And he's denied it. And he's stuck in cop mode, which that confuses me because I thought you liked the cop mindset, Mm -hmm. the cop mentality, that attitude. But now you're using it against him. You're saying he hasn't had time to come out of cop mode. And that's part of the reason why you're having trouble connecting with him. Well, I think that issue, and she's kind of going to brush over it or touch touch on it, is the fact that that whole issue that happened with her daughter, Olivia, mm-hmm. she kind of mentions it. Well, and the- I think even, even her saying, you don't really expect me as a mother, like that all has to do something with what happened with Olivia. I, I completely agree. They're dancing around something here for sure. Kelly was like, oh... I don't want to be with a person like her. I don't want to be with a person like her. I don't feel safe or secure with her. She did me wrong. So like Kelly starts saying all this stuff that Molly did. And Molly's like, well, I get it, but he never tried to understand what happened or the role he played in this scenario. And I'm going, okay, maybe you're not allowed to show it on TV or talk about it on TV. But if this is all Dr. Jason's getting he's not going to be able to provide help because you're not being transparent. You're not saying what the root issue is here. Well, this was just part one. They will continue. But they're having a conversation here and we're all kind of going, oh, this must be the Olivia thing. This must be the Kelly Olivia thing. But they're already deep in a debate and conversation about something that's gone sideways. They're not being clear about it here. Maybe they edited it out for TV. Maybe there's legal, ongoing legal things they have to solve before they can address publicly but it was very veiled we all we're just speculating yeah that they're talking about olivia but i don't know and molly starts going off saying oh kelly can't take care of me emotionally can't take care of me financially sexually and that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back here yeah and kelly's like crying he's very emotional a lot, of emo- a lot of emotions this mm-hmm. entire series. Like the only person who really isn't taking this seriously is small Ed. Yeah, I would say so. But it, I almost think, and not to defend small Ed at all, I think he is taking it as seriously as he can because he's admitting, oh, I joke. I, I get goofy when I get uncomfortable. So the fact that he's uncomfortable means like, oh, he is taking it seriously. He just can't allow himself to actually accept or grow or use any of the techniques that he's learning because that's a whole other step for him. But I think he's there and present in his natural reaction to when things get tough and he gets uncomfortable is to make jokes and, and not be serious. He just got very cocky with his little fame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he should, he should carry her on a pedestal because he scored a 30-year-old good-looking lady. She's a little banged up now. When because she's, of him. Because of him when she's in the relationship. Like when we see her for the first time, she's like a super happy girl, right? She looks happy. She looks healthy. Now she looks like she needs to take a vacation from Ed. Yeah. But still... And he acts like, oh, no, she should be happy. I am with her. Yeah. But Kelly and Molly, Kelly has enough. Those words were enough to hurt him. He's crying. He stands up and he leaves and he says, I can't deal with a liar. I'm done. And he walks away. Yeah. But you're right. I think it is part one. He'll come back. We saw him previously. He comes back. I, I need clarity. Yeah. This seems like a real issue. Like. I love that this show is addressing real issues. I think we're so jaded watching a lot of the 90-day shows or just reality TV in general Mm -hmm. going, ah, this is all manufactured. Oh, Andre and Libby don't have real problems. Oh, this is all make-believe. This is just another storyline being written Mm -hmm. so that we follow along for another season. This is real shit. I think so. Jovi Niara, this is real shit. 
Liz and Ed, real shit. Oh, yeah. Molly and Kelly, real shit. Kalani and Asuelu, real, real shit. shit. Angela and Michael, meh. Maybe. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. But, like, this, I, there are so many people who love this show, which I'm surprised by. Because I thought a lot of people don't love seeing the same people over and over again. True, but this is different. It's so not, different. It's not, okay, so... We're going to Nigeria again. She's going to yell at Michael again. She's right. going to make it pissed about the goofballs again. Like, this is very different. <laughs> it's very different. It's, yeah, it's unearthing new problems yeah. in new ways with just the same people. But everyone's loving it. Loving it. We are, we are part of that crowd. Loving it. Love watching it. Love talking about it. Love taking notes. Sometimes I I can't. Yeah. Because it's just so jaw dropping that I'm just focusing. Yeah. I have you to take very very <laughs> diligent take, notes. I take detailed notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's episode four. It's going strong. No sign of letting it. up. Episode four. Often so we get we get introductions on episode four. And that's four. the other. Well, okay. This is. Out of control. Everyone hates happily ever after. I don't know why. I like it. I love it. Um, and I love it primarily because we know these people. We know their backstories. We don't have to spend three episodes before we get to the country and we see them together. We just start right in the thick of it. That's what we're getting here from episode one. It's like we know these characters. Mm -hmm. We know a lot of their issues already. We're going to learn new problems. But let's just dig in. Episode four, we're dug in. I don't know. I haven't had a whisper of when it's going to end or how long, how many episodes to expect, but I hope we're just getting started. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope. So, okay. That's it for episode four. What an episode. This, woo! Woo! Wild! Pour yourself another glass of wine, guys. Oh, I will. Oh, uh -oh. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Talk shh. 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 Talking to our friends. Shh. Talking to our friends, pour yourself another glass of wine, and this this was an episode. What an app. This was an episode. So thank you guys for listening. If you guys want even more, we're we're covering more shows. If you can believe it, we're doing even more over on Patreon and Supercast. We're talking about it the other way. Yes. Okay, that's quite the season. What a show. Woo. Holly and Wayne, Brandon and Mary, the other ones. I'm like trying to <laughs> trying to think. Who is on the show? Because I hate to say it, I love both of the 90s, but before the 90 day and 90 day the other way, when all the Americans are abroad, I don't know who's where. I'll the, just be honest. The other way is so many couples. It's down to an hour. Yeah. They're adding more couples. Shekinah. Oh. Right? Yeah. They're adding more couples. We haven't seen TJ and Kimberly in nine weeks. It's like. I know. You guys had enough to begin with, but they keep adding more. It's a wild season. We're talking. We're talking about it over on Supercast and Patreon. So join us there. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality or Married to Reality Supercast.com. That is starting at the Cousins Club. And then we're, of course, covering on the family affair with a video component and a monthly bonus. So check it out. Also on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Call in over there. Message us. Share your thoughts. We want to hear it all. We love talking to you guys. We also share memes and news updates. It's all over there on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Yes. Also, make sure you're following us wherever you're listening to us right now, whether it's Apple, Spotify, TuneIn doesn't matter what matters is you follow us so as soon as we drop an episode it gets right to your device you don't have to think about it downloads right away you can listen to us immediately it's so easy to follow us just look down smash that follow button guys smash it like it's as hot yes once again this freaking episode because <laughs> it was indeed hot i love the because i love how you feel like you have to defend your smasher you can't just be like smash like it's as hot as this episode so it's like, smash like this, how's this episode? Because <laughs> we talked about sex. That's my thing. We saw a beautiful sunset. <laughs> they were drinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Smash like this, how's this episode? <laughs> and last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please, we ask you every episode, but we do it because it's that important. 
It is. We love love. Love love. A review helps us get out there and helps spread the word. We want to grow this family. We want to grow this party. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to leave a review. If you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on the Monday pod, which Mm -hmm. is the B90 pod. So please write something, leave a review. Yes, please. Please. All right. I've said it all now. (laughs) I did too. I did too. You've definitely said it all, Teresa. So with that, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.